Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of September 11th, 2023, season 5, episode number 34. This week we talk about Aerosmith's original drummer Joey Kramer will not be joining the band on their final tour. The Rolling Stones announced their 31st studio album, Hackney Diamonds, coming out in October. And Nirvana celebrating the 30th anniversary of In Utero with a super deluxe box set. Plus this week in rock and roll history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly every Sunday. And on demand, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. Hey, everybody. It is time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here as well as David. What's up, man? Yellow. Uh, not too much. Having a nice week. Yeah, nice week. Yeah, Not yeah. too bad weather. We got a little bit of rain and kind of cooler weather here. Yeah, it, it reminded Falls me here, that it's going to be raining probably a lot this winter. And that is a great point. Roof. Uh-oh. It's time to I fix found, the roof, yeah, I huh? found some soft spots oh. underneath some of the eaves. It was like, oh, crap. That's oh, that's a bummer. So gotta call the Mennonites. Come fix the roof. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All the good carpenters. All right, uh, let's get to it, guys. We got lots to talk about this week of September 11th, season five, episode number 34. Uh, we got Aerosmith's original drummer Joey Kramer opting out of their tour, their final tour. Well, I don't know if it was his choice or not. We'll discuss it a little bit and see see what we can find out here. Rolling Stones announcing their 31st studio album, which is pretty impressive. Hackney Diamonds coming out in October. 31st. Yeah. That's a lot. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot. Uh, Nirvana celebrating the 30th anniversary of In Utero with a super deluxe box set. Plus this week in rock and roll history trivia, weekly WTF, all that good stuff. Everything's up, rocknewsweekly.com. All socials at Rock News Weekly. Same thing with YouTube. Uh, check us out on demand if you miss our YouTube broadcast or uh, Twitch broadcast, rather. All right, so let's get to it. Rock news this week. What do we got? Joey Kramer not joining Aerosmith on the farewell tour. This was the big headline. Um, kind of a bummer. I, we were talking about this uh, at the radio station that this seems to happen with a lot of these bands with the drummers specifically. They get older. It happened with Black Sabbath. It happened um, uh, with a, cu- a couple other bands that I'm trying to think of. I think Judas Priest. Um, some other ones that had issues with their drummer, not able to kind of, you know, hold it together as they got older and just weren't able to do it. So that's a tough job. It's a tough job. It's definitely the most physical job yeah. of all the band members, right? I mean, definitely we can agree on that. So, well, I guess being a frontman too, running up and down and stuff, but still, I think drummer holding that beat uh, with uh, the tinnitus but, I mean, and it's all arthritis in the arms and the elbows and, and the shoulders. Similar movement yeah. the whole time. I mean, yep. It's- uh, so he's not going to make it. It says the band. Here's the band's statement, guys. It says he has regrettably made the decision to sit out the currently scheduled touring dates to focus his full attention on his family and health. Now those choice of words are kind of you know unique. There it says the band says quote he has regrettably made the decision. Not we have. Not the band. He's. They're kind of saying that this is on yeah. Joey Kramer. This is his choice to sit out. So. What do you think of that? It says, um, we'll talk about the later things in 2019 after that, but just that little statement there, focuses full attention on his family and health. 
Do you think that was kind of his choice, or do you think the band just said, hey, man, I don't think you can cut it? Well, that does seem like a, like a convenient way to Very not, convenient. not necessarily <laughs> bow out. Like, if it was the band that like pressured him to like not, right. not go. Um, leaving it there because then it is, but but you know that may be assuming too much. And we're in. That's the thing. We don't want to assume, but at the same time, yeah, that is our job to kind of speculate and see what's going on here, read between the lines. And you know what happened when we assume? <laughs> <laughs> it makes an ass out of you and me. Uh, no, but uh, so I I think that's a, a valid thing though. Focus on his family and health. Maybe there's something going on yeah. with his wife. Or kids that needs his attention and wants to be there for whatever reason. Totally understandable there. And his health. Uh, speaking of that, in 2019, he had to miss some shows due to a minor accident. Then months later, before a performance at the Grammys, the band reportedly asked him to audition. And this made... He, he was really upset about that. Um, after that, the other band members said he did not have enough energy. He responded by suing the band at that time claiming he was being deprived of the opportunity to be recognized along with his peers. Kramer also noted that none of the other band members had ever been uh, forced to audition after they, suffered, after they suffered their own respective health problems, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. Uh, he kind of calling them out, yeah, saying they've really? had their own problems. Why make me audition? Is that, is that a thing? Like making audition? an audition, right? Uh, so look at it. It says Kramer did eventually join Aerosmith on the 2020 Grammys to accept their honor, but he didn't perform with the group. He returned for a short time before his wife Linda passed away, so I'm sure he's dealing with the aftermath of that, and maybe that's still something tough for him to deal with. According to guitarist Joe Perry, he's still an official member of the band and has been for over 50 years, but, yeah, won't, like... but won't be sitting behind the drums. They haven't even announced who's behind the kit. Um, I haven't seen any headlines as to who is filling in for him. So I, I, they're really trying not to make a big deal out of this, and it feels like they're kind of sweeping it under the rug in a lot of ways. But I don't know. I guess we'll have to see how this turns out, and if Joey Kramer ends up speaking out on his own, he hasn't released a statement on any of this that I've seen. So kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. That, gosh. How does it work in terms of pay? That's a great like, question, too. Know, I don't you, think he's going got... to get paid for that. Gosh, I th they just released that box set of greatest hits. Of course, he'll get you know residuals from that in the past albums, but I don't think but he's going it? to get it's any money. It shows where the money comes from. It is. Right? It's big time money too. Yeah, tens and you know, tens and tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions, whatever it is. Anyway, um, crazy. So we'll see what happens um, with Aerosmith, and we'll keep you guys updated as as the headlines come in on that. But this was kind of cool to see um, as one old school band like Aerosmith, I like to compare this. Aerosmith, uh, you know, just released their uh, 40th anniversary or 50th anniversary box set, right? It's just greatest hits. It's a 44 song collection, greatest hits. The Rolling Stones, on the other hand, just put out a brand new original album <clears throat> called Hackney Diamonds, which is going to be coming out October 20th. So... On one hand, you have a band, Rolling Stones, that are actually, I think, a little bit older than Aerosmith. Yeah. They're still putting out original new music. Aerosmith, on the other hand, is putting out greatest hit collection at this point in their career, right? And I, I, I think I have a lot more respect for a band like Rolling Stones trying to stay, re not relevant, but just creative. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it seems like a difference. It's a 
qualitative difference. You know, right? You have people who I mean, I wouldn't say that Aerosmith is not artists, but they are like aesthetic more than they are like creative sometimes. Sure, you know? that's definitely a good point. So I mean, watching the Rolling Stones, I mean, they're they're some of the originators. I think they're you know? a little more serious about their craft in that way. And 31 albums, man, uh, that that is impressive. This is going to be their 31st album. And it says these 12 songs were recorded at various locations, like some of the best studios, uh, Henson Recording Studios in L.A., Metropolis Studios in London, as well as Electric Lady Studios in New York. So pretty awesome. Uh, and the news was shared. Henson, is that where they are performing with, like, the Muppets in there? <laughs> well, it's actually, that's Jim Henson Studios, and that was one of the very first professional recording studios in Los Angeles in the 60s and 70s. Well, that's what I was going <clears> to <throat> say is, you know, they were looking for a, a drummer for... <laughs> oh, that's for, Animal. For, yeah, Animal it. or... Uh, yeah. I didn't even make that... <laughs> you know, that's right? a great like, point. Uh, maybe that's why... No. Uh, Henson Studios is an... <laughs> it, it's an amazing uh, recording studio. Daft Punk recorded there and a bunch of other bands. But anyway, I thought this was kind of clever. They, they announced the album a pretty old school way by putting out an ad in the newspaper, in their local newspaper here in, like, the Hackney Tribune or whatever. Um, and it says, opening our new store, it's a company, fake company, it says, Hackney Diamonds, specialists in glass repair, opening our new store on Ma Mare Street, September 2023. Our friendly team promises you satisfaction. When you say, give me shelter, we'll fix your shattered windows. So some clever references to some Rolling Stones song in there. And I guess if you call this number, it leads you to uh, their website, which is HackneyDiamonds.com, and it tells you to uh, pre-order the album and stuff. And it's a Rolling Stones thing. So, but people saw it and they're like, "What the heck is this?" Yeah, really, <laughs> not not necessarily the most effective. Well, I mean, when you have it, when you have a band that's as famous as they are, then. Well, then it becomes the. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like a joke or something. Yeah. I think they're very English. I think a very English and British way of, of doing it. And they also had a big special event with Jimmy Fallon hosting it with Mick, Keith, and Ronnie at the historic Hackney Empire in East London. And they actually had a big official event to announce the album and everything like that. But this was uh, kind of clever, I guess, as, as well. So, uh, All right, talking about uh, anniversary editions and 30th anniversaries and all that. 30th anniversary edition of Nirvana's new, uh, well, uh, new release in Utero is set for release October 27th. There, it was their third and final studio album, considered to be one of the most impactful records of that era. Uh, the remastered album comes in several formats with a total of 52 or 72 tracks. 53 have never been released before. So that's pretty awesome. That's a good chunky amount of unheard stuff, right? Yeah, wow. It includes two full In Utero era concerts, Los Angeles in 1993, and the band's final Seattle performance from 1994, plus six bonus live tracks from Rome, Springfield, and New York. Originally released in 1993, it's already been six times platinum. It was their first album to debut at number one on the Billboard 200, arguably their biggest album they put out, but I mean, Nevermind, too, is, is quite, quite the release. But look at all of these extra tracks. Um, I'm not going to go through them all, but a lot of these are... Um, never before released live tracks demos unfinished tracks all that kind of stuff so 
pretty cool i'm excited to hear these live albums live in seattle uh live in los angeles all that stuff and then we have some bonus tracks and b-sides uh i never uh, heard track four there <laughs> yeah i haven't heard that one <laughs> uh five is also a great title um so yeah <laughs> this looks to be interesting yeah. oh man <laughs> yeah so i couldn't see why the record label wouldn't want to put yeah. those ones out <laughs> right. huh um yeah all right well we'll see uh <laughs> pretty funny uh classic classic nirvana stuff all right um let's move on um this is coming up soon at the end of september here and into october so the immersive vegas fan experience uh that is going to be u2 at the sphere in las vegas they've announced this thing called zoo station it's an immersive experience for fans specifically for their upcoming shows if you, you you could see it, they didn't have many pictures because they're trying to keep it under wraps or whatever. But it's like um almost like a museum of stuff from that album and era of U two, and they're now having, they're gonna be in residence there. Yeah, they're doing a couple shows there. I think it's like four or five, six shows, something like that. Okay. Yeah, and they're they're gonna be the first musical act to to kick out kick in off the the sphere. the sphere. Yeah, so. Uh, the fan portal is designed to give fans a better understanding of their 1991 album Actung Baby, and it opens on September 28th in Las Vegas. So there you go. Interesting. It's located within the Venetian Resort and opens one day before their opening show at the Sphere. Ah, so that's a separate place um, than the actual Sphere. sphere. So know, that's okay. interesting. So, you know. You could check that out. You don't even have to go to the show at the Sphere. You could just like go and check that out. Um, so interesting. So there you go, YouTube fans. Make that trip to Vegas. Peter Gabriel um, putting out some new music. He's been releasing new music on every full moon of the month. Um, so he's been doing this thing all year long where he's releasing new songs on the full moon. And on the super blue moon, he dropped uh, this track, Love Can Heal. Um, so... He wrote this song way back in 2016, debuted it live that year during his North American tour with Sting. At that time, he dedicated it to Joe Cox, the British politician that was murdered by an extremist that summer. And Peter's Gabriel's new album, I.O., will be out sometime later this year, and he's releasing a track every month leading up to the new album release. So, cool stuff. I love to see Peter Gabriel still doing, like, cool original stuff. This is another artist that could very well just... Play greatest hits, doesn't have to do anything cool and original, but he's still obviously very active in the British political scene, in the music scene, and releasing things in a creative way. I thought it was pretty pretty cool to do that every full moon, uh, you know, something that uh, Peter Gabriel and Genesis have always kind of, you know, had that kind of appeal. So cool stuff. If you're into Peter Gabriel still, he's very active and putting out new music. All right, Van Halen's Michael Anthony sold his home. For $1.3 million, um, guess how much he paid. Did you see it already, how much he originally paid for this? No. Okay. Where is it? This is in Hollywood. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> guess how much he paid for this house in 1980. That's when he bought it, when Van Halen was, you know, they had their first out big album. I think it was their second album, actually, uh -huh. at that time. And they got a big paycheck. Well, I'm going to say, think? so in 1980, so my parents, yes, they bought a house in 1982, I think, okay, for 107000 and that was in 
you know, here in Merced. Right. So it's not, this is not Hollywood LA. or whatever. So I'm going to guess that one was 200 or something like that. Okay. 200,000? Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good guess. This, I mean, it looks like roughly equivalent house, you know, except for that one has a three car garage. He paid 180,000 for it back in 1980. This no. house. $180,000. So it's even cheaper than a good gosh. Yep. It's a three-car garage. It's got a studio, hardwood flooring, three-bedroom, all that stuff. They said a bunch of renovations were recently put into it. 180000 man. So he bought that for one hundred and eighty grand back in 1980 and sold it for $1.3 million. million. <laughs> That's not bad, huh? Those poor baby boomers. <laughs> They've got... They've got nothing except for 53% or well, wealth. Well, and they got country. they got a nice house, too, that's got a lot of cool history. Um, and, yeah. And a recording yeah. studio in it. Oh, really? Is, yeah, it's got a recording studio in there. So, Actually, that looks about the same design as my house. I know. It doesn't look very big, <laughs> right? It's not like a... But look at the backyard. looks that pretty. cool there. Yeah, nice view of the hills and everything, looks yeah, like. that is nice. That is cool. All right, so there you go. Good for him. Oh, yeah, did you hear about this dog rocking out? At the Metallica show, this dog escaped their house nearby and what? was and was sitting seen in a chair. Sitting in a chair, like the the police and the security eventually came there, but the dog was just sitting there very calmly. There was a video of it. I didn't have the video ready, but the dog's just sitting there, just relaxing, it's just like, hanging I'm, out. I'm used to this. Uh, it says a music-loving dog returned to her family, escaping from her home, sneaking into a Metallica concert. The German Shepherd named Storm was taken to a shelter after found sitting in a seat during the Metallica show. Everybody was like, whose dog is this? And it was just hanging out, that right? So <laughs> At SoFi it Stadium. Snuck out of the house, snuck into the concert, yep. sat down and watched. Yep. And that's really that's 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 like uh I know one of those movies. What's the name of it? Like uh <laughs> The Incredible Journey. Yeah, you remember that? Like, the yeah, like cat and a yeah. dog and they were trying to get home. Milo and Otis or Milo something. and Otis. Just <laughs> 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 made a stop and watched out the Metallica show, you know? Uh, Storm owners Kathy Villa and Arabeth Hurtado said they don't know how the dog got out of the house. They said they found out about Storm's concert adventure when they saw the photo online. I kept reading the captions. I was like, dude, she was really there in a seat like if she had bought a ticket. Uh, Villa told uh, Hurtado said Storm is used to loud music being played at the house, but it was a surprise to see her at an actual concert. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was so cool. Good Good for that dog. You know, living its best life, going to see Metallica. Nothing else matters. All right. Um, Yeah, they had some, in the article, they had some pretty funny things on Metallica actually made a post. It says, after full night taking in the show with her Metallica family, Storm was reunited the next day. She had a great time listening to her favorite songs, including Barks Eterna, Master of Puppies, and The Mailman That Never Comes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Storm, the coolest dog around. Oh, tricky. All right. Hey, speaking of cool stuff, Sammy Hagar says he plans to open an all-inclusive resort and call it Sammy's Resort World. You missed all this, David. Well, we have actually an exclusive preview now of the new promotional concert or commercial for Sammy's Resort World. Oh, this is a world premiere exclusive. Uh, This is unofficial, I may add. Um, This is not endorsed by Sammy Hagar, but. It's 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 a nice preview of what's to come for Sammy's Resort, Resort World. Well, you got on the ground, sort of the ground That's floor right. there. That's right. This is like yeah, the 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 beta, the alpha test 
okay. before it gets to the public. All right, so you guys ready? Here it is, Sammy's Resort World. You heard it here first. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Hey, rock fans, it's the Red Rocker, Sammy Hagar, with an update on my new all-inclusive resort, Sammy's Resort World. Woo! Sammy's Resort World is located in beautiful Cabo San Lucas, but far from all the mainstream resorts and closer to the real Mexico I know and love. We're all protected by the best local cartels and drug lords, so no need to worry about drugs, alcohol, and debauchery. We've got you covered. Woohoo! Check out all the fun activities we have planned for you at Sammy's Resort World. The Cabo Wabo Tequila Cannon. We have a 50-foot-long ancient Roman cannon filled to the brim with Cabo Wabo Tequila, and we shoot it directly into the mouth and face of one lucky customer at random. We'll sneak up behind you, tap your shoulder, and as you turn around in confusion, we'll shoot you directly in the face. Be ready to drink, baby! How about our Red Rocker Makeover Party? Ever wanted to dress up like me in all red-colored items? That's kind of my thing for some reason, and I can't seem to get away from it. So let's just embrace it, man. Red scarves, red straw farmer's hat, red polo ties, and red G-strings. Red everything, man. And we got something extra special planned for all you red rockers out there. It's our Saturday night UFO abduction workshop. Remember that time I was abducted by aliens and I told Howard Stern about it for some reason? And I had a UFO experience, and, and that was in 67, 68. And you weren't high or anything. No, I didn't do drugs. I didn't even drink back then. And who visited? They just randomly picked me, and I, I woke up while they were doing it. I'm going, what the fuck's going on? My room was white. I mean, I was like, I couldn't see anything. It was a complete whiteout. I laid there, couldn't move. All of a sudden, they said in another language, just telepathy, uh, this is done. You know, he's waking up or whatever. And, and they yelled a numerical code that was obviously, you know, like your your passcode to get into your shit, you know. Yeah. And boom, it was like it was almost like a wire in the air. And, and, when, and I woke up and it was black and I was shaking and I couldn't move. Well, I'll show you how to pray to the skies and experience your very own alien abduction sponsored by Alien Workshop. You'll go on a cosmic trip on the time-space continuum, see my very own alien band that I play with on another planet from time to time, learn how to do a Nolly Christ air with Cabo Wabo tequila, alien anal probes, and everything, man. You can even keep your sunglasses on. Woo! And every guest gets personal one-on-one -on -one time with me to tell me your deepest, darkest secrets in a Santa Claus setting. I'll dress up as the Red Rocker Santa Claus, and you'll get to sit on my lap and tell me one wish you have, but beware, it may or may not come true the way you planned. It's Sammy's Resort World, coming soon. I'm just kidding, man, none of this is real, but it was a real crazy dream I had after eating expired Chipotle one night. Man, that was a crazy night. It's Sammy's Resort World. Wow, check it out. World exclusive premiere of that. Uh, Sammy's Resort So do we know like how much the packages are? I'm not sure yet. They haven't released the pricing. Maybe we'll have a follow-up promo with pricing and more, more details, but I imagine it's going to be a little expensive. You know, well, I heard he was partnering with like, Viking Cruises. Oh. <laughs> <And then> really? <laughs> I didn't hear about the cruise part. Yeah, the, it's, uh, it's... Oh, it's, okay. Yeah, I it's, Well, they haven't, they haven't talked about it yet. Well, we, we might have another commercial for that down the road. Who knows? Um, all right, guys. Well, what do we got now? We got some birthday action. Yes, so... Rock birthdays, let's do it.
Birthday time. Take it away, David. All right. Steve Percaro, keyboardist of Toto, is 66 years old. Where is it? 666. 666. That's, that's yeah. Could be. New band name. Uh, happy birthday. Don Brewer, singer and drummer of Grand Funk Railroad, is 75 years old. Can we take a moment to appreciate this photograph that I found of Don Brewer? I, I really like that chair. I, I love the lighting behind him. Like, he has a holy, holy glow. Do you think he took this picture at Olin Mills? <laughs> I think he, <laughs> he took it at his mall. That, I think he took it at, at the local mall. It was like a glamour shot. Yeah, the glamour shot that in the 90s. Remember those? Oh, yeah. My parents took some in the 90s. The glamour shot. That chair is classic, too. He needs, but he only he's missing the, uh, like, Vaseline on the lens. Like <laughs> yeah, to soft, give it that little like, soft glow. Like a, like a Playboy in, like, 1985. A dreamy, a dreamy yeah. vibe. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. All right, a good picture there. Steve Jones, guitarist of the Sex Pistols, is 68. And can I just say, doesn't really look like he was in the Sex Pistols. <laughs> he looks like he was in Goodfellas. Yeah, I was going to say, he looks like he's in, like, he's a real sort of got that kind of. Right? Like yeah. a wise guy. Yeah. A wise guy. Uh, GTL. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. right. Jim Tanning Jim Laundry. Jim Tanning Laundry. Yeah, he's looking uh, pretty pretty slick these days, especially with that gold chain that seems to go extremely low it goes down. Low. Like you yeah. can't. I thought it might come up there like a normal chain. Yeah, what's he got down there? It could have a. Yeah, he could have. Like maybe a, it's his not. Name. Yeah, maybe it's attached to his nipples. <laughs> maybe he's still he's still got it, man. <laughs> he's still he's still he's living still life. There. He's loving life. You, you know. Just tug on that chain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the great Roger Waters, musician and of uh, the rock band Pink Floyd, is 80 years old. Damn, 80. Wow. Yeah, the big man. 80. He's still looking good for his age, I got to say. He stays in shape and, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, so good for Fighter him, Fighter to the end. <laughs> right. Uh, Scott Travis of Judas Priest is 62. 62. Father of Travis Scott. Um, <laughs> Dave Bergeron. Uh, Trombonist of blood, sweat, and tears, 81 years old. I could not find a photo of that guy. Yeah, That's really, like, his hand hand is covering up his whole face. I there. couldn't find a photo to, from the life of me, man. So <laughs> That's, It, it kind of looks like a cyclops look, in that picture. And it doesn't look like a recent photo. It looks no, like it was taken so? from 1990 or something. I don't know. He's well, 81. He doesn't look 81. Yeah, though. he doesn't look 81 there. He looks like <laughs> a good 50 years old there. I couldn't find anything else, man. Sorry, Dave. I know you're a big fan of the show, and you were waiting for this moment. So I'm sorry I couldn't find a better photo of you. It was a bit of a tromboner there. <laughs> it was. Chrissy Hind, rock singer of The Pretenders, 72 years old. Yep. Still looks hard. Yeah, she's still rocking, man. Yeah. She's living that rock, rocker life. Uh, ben Montench. That, you know. Isn't that a great name? Tom Petty, uh, you know, keyboards to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. But gosh, man. You don't hear he names like that He doesn't anymore. look like he's playing it, for the, the Heartbreakers either. I know. And he's, yeah, he looks like um, like Orville Redenbacher or uh, maybe Bar <laughs> Bartles and James, one of one of the two. Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> Bartles and James, maybe. Like he has an old Tennessee plantation. Yeah, of, well, of, he's got, and he's got the nice, uh, what do you call that? Like a, it's not a fedora. Oh the well, I oh guess yeah, it is, I think it is of. a fedora, like a like a Havana hat. It's like yeah, there. more of like a, a Cuban. Fedora. Yeah, Cuban fedora. And he, where is he there? Is he in? The, he's he in could Nolly? be in Cuba. Is he in Nolly? 
Is y'all down there in Orleans with he, the I don't know. Spanish mall? I mean, I, I know they are from Florida. Uh, are they? Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers well, are from Florida. Why I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, darn. So maybe. Could be. Um, all right. Well, who else we got? Oh, that's it. That's we got it. some trivia. So we got some trivia. Let's do it. All right. Time for some trivia. This week in Rock and Roll History Trivia in 1978, this musician is found guilty of plagiarizing an older track, lifting major parts of the song for their own track. So what musician was it? Was it A, George Harrison, B, Chuck Berry, C, Jimmy Page, or was it D, copyright conman Crosby and the the great golden oldie grifter? Dang it. That... Chris, that's one of the best uh, ones I've seen. Copyright Conman Crosby, the great olden, golden oldie grifter. God, I still can't <laughs> say it. It's so tough. It's a tongue twister. It's a tongue twister. Copyright. Cr- I can't do it. I can't <laughs> begin to do it. Copyright Conman Crosby, the great golden oldie grifter. Oh, oh. yes. Yes. No, I have to say that is one of the best. <laughs> that is one of the best I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to just go with the theme, uh, Jimmy Page. Ah, Jimmy Page. Yes. Uh, a good choice, a good choice, but it is incorrect. Son of a gun. It's actually George Harrison. Do you remember the track and all of the stuff behind this? With He's So Fine and My Sweet Lord? Witness my failure, Chris. <laughs> Witness my failure. Oh, I have it ready. Have you? Uh, let's, 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 let's just let's play it. Um, and, and you guys can judge for yourselves, okay? So here, let me... Let me uh, pause it, and then I'll get it ready, and I'll share the screen here with you guys, and let's do this. Uh, So this is going to be an overlapping of the two tracks at once. So this is My Sweet Lord uh, from George Harrison, and then She's So Fine from the Chiffons. And we're going to listen to them on top of each other. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it goes with the... Pretty, pretty, like even the sort of harmonizing. Yeah, and especially with the guitar with and the everything guitar. else. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty obvious. So sweet Krishna Devi. <laughs> so let's uh, go back to the article here about this. If you guys don't know the history behind it, it is kind of interesting. So check it out. On February nineteenth, nineteen eighty-one, George Harrison was ordered to pay five hundred and eighty-seven thousand dollars back then. That's quite a bit. For subconsciously plagiarizing the Chiffon's 1963 hit single, He's So Fine. You could have bought two of, uh, whatchamacallit, <laughs> Michael house, Anthony's house. Anthony's uh, during, yeah, right at that time, Three too. of them. Three of them. Um, so, okay, he says, quote, this is George Harrison's quote, I wasn't consciously aware of the similarity to He's So Fine, Harrison reflected in the biography I, Me, Mine. He says, quote, when I wrote the song, it was more improvised and not fixed. Initially, Harrison was less worried about the originality and more concerned with how the public would view his highly public mixing of Indian mantra and Western Christianity. In this regard, his anxiety was misplaced. The song was a hit, but after it was, My Sweet Lord uh, arrived. Many friends and fans began making comparisons to He's So Fine. Harrison, too, was struck by the similarity. He says, quote, Why didn't I realize it would have been very easy to change a note here and there and not affect the feeling of the record? On 10th of February 1971, 
Publisher Brightunes, the owner of that, filed a lawsuit against Harrison, alleging he copied the hit. The legal back and forth dragged on for two years before Harrison relented, offered to provide Brightunes a 40% share. Uh, unfortunately for Harrison, former Beatles manager Alan Klein, who had been fired by George, Ringo, and John, was now offering to purchase the financially ailing Brightunes. So their own manager, which is like this kind of crazy thing that was going on. So under the sway of all of this, Brighttoons cast aside negotiations, pushed ahead. They said, no, we're not going to pay them 40%. We're going to take them to court. The case went to trial five years later in the U.S., February 1976. It was a public spectacle. The judgment was decided later, September 7, 1976, with the court inferring that Harrison, who admitted to have heard the song before, he admitted that he heard the song before, had subconsciously copied the song. It would take the court then five years to determine what damages he should pay. So, five years later, February 19, 1981, he paid 587000 So, Okay, here, I... Crazy, huh? Do you, do you believe that he subconsciously... I think that was his way of saying, oh, I feel like that's he my had fault. It on I, his, I feel like he did it. He had it on his, like, little yes. Walkman prototype. Yes. That is just, it's just too English musicians, matched. there's a lot of history of English stealing musicians. Stealing black people's music. Yeah, stealing American soul, hip-hop, or not hip-hop, R&B, um, jazz, all that stuff. Early rock and roll. And I definitely believe that he knew exactly well, where that's why he I got guessed, that melody. That's why I guessed... Uh, page i was like oh led zeppelin yeah they, they were music. they were before though they were in court in the 70s this was in uh or uh, earlier uh, in the 70s uh, that's why i included jimmy page and i believe chuck berry actually might have had something too in his in his history uh i looked them all up so but yeah crazy huh so wow. george harrison man yep now you know those two, those are those are good songs. They are great songs. Those are good songs because they're the same one. I know because it's the same song. All right, we got some new rock and metal albums out this week. Hey, I can make it. Through you think this. you can do this one? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I looked at next week. I got to warn you, next week is looking pretty crazy. Is it? Uh, is it? Uh, <laughs> as we get if closer I can re- if to I can the end of the year. pack. All right, you ready? All right. Uh, let's get it going here. These are all the new albums of the week. Uh, let's do it. Go. Art of Shock, Shine Black Light Out, uh, Blackbird Angels, Soul Sort, Conquer Divide, Slow Burn, Cryptopsy, uh, As Gamora Burns, Domcraft, Sonic Moons, Dying Fetus, Make Them Beg for Death, <laughs> Finster Force, Gensites, The Flower Kings, Look at You Now, Quilt. Flitter Talk ending <laughs> Mustang uh, Beyond Raging Thunder Nasty Heartbreak Criminals Oomph Richter and Hanker Puddle of Mud Ubiquitous Saliva Revelation Starman Starmanized Silosis A Sign of Things to Come Uada Crepsida Natura <laughs> Vega and Battle Lines Almost you were so close. What was the? What are these letters? What are these numbers? Oh, over I have here? the camera still on me from last oh, time when left. I was reading yeah, myself. Okay. No, that's delayed. Wada Crepuscule. I, I need to reread that I one. I love that. Is that I think that's my Natura. favorite album name of the of the week. Here. That is that a Crepuscule. That's like <laughs> no no Crepsus Crepsuscule. Wow. That's that's good. That is something. What is, what is that? What is I that have mean? no idea. Is yeah. that like a zit? 
like a pimple? <laughs> sure. Puddle of mud. I feel uh, that's the how only are they, one. I, saliva? How do they have new music out? That's crazy. Yeah, the puddle really? of mud still puddle of mud still around. Ubiquitous. I wonder if that's like a yeah. It's got it. It sounds like an uh, an original album. Oomph. Is that a is that an <laughs> oi band? <laughs> No, never oi, heard of oi, 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 oi. All right, well, that's enough of that. Uh, all those albums are out. Grab them if you Fins want. To Faust. All right. Gary Busey allegedly involved in a hit and run accident. Did you hear about this? Uh, <laughs> I am Gary Busey. <laughs> well, Gary, you are uh, being sought by authorities for hitting, uh, leaving the scene of a crime. And it, he hasn't been caught yet? Well, I, I don't know. We'll see here he's on this up, video. Like in some cabin somewhere. Yeah, he's hiding out. He's raging. on the lamb. He's on the lamb. On the lamb with no no like totally off the grid. Right. All right. Let's let's see here. Let's um let's see what happened with this. We'll watch the news report on Gary Busey. You guys can watch on our YouTube channel, youtube.com at Rock News Weekly, or our Twitch channel when we go live, twitch.tv slash rock news weekly. Check it out. Yo! That's not okay! You hit my car! Sir! You don't get to just leave hitting someone! Dude! You can't hit someone and then just leave. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, <laughs> getting out of here. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, what do you think of that? What do you think of all that? Uh, Gary you think Gary is, okay. <laughs> do you think I he's in his right mind? Do you think he purposely, like, you know, like, ah, oh, I'm, or you think he's like, a, I'm a celebrity. I don't okay. have to deal with this. Well, this is my I'm thing private. about Gary Busey is. He often plays people who have like mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. In movies. Yeah. Does he have mental health issues? Yeah, I think he does. Okay. Uh, there was something where like I think there was some kind of an accident or something that happened, and he just kind of hasn't been right ever since. And um, you know, because I, I remember know. there was something where he was on uh, some reality show a while yes. ago, and he was really. It, I didn't watch. I don't remember what it was, but it was like he. It I just was that was like, celebrity Whoa. rehab. I, I think. pay very close attention to Gary Busey. Yeah, because on two different occasions, people have told me that I look just like Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, well, he you is do really not insane looking. That is not. So a... <laughs> when I'm thinner, I guess um, maybe. But uh, he but looks pretty crazy. He, he gosh. This poor lady had to deal with a wild-eyed fella. Yep. I, I mean, it. I'd be kind of worried. Yep. Someone runs into you, and then they're just, like, pulling away. And That's... he's, like, got to be 80-something, right? I mean, or late 70s at least. Yeah. He looks really old. I mean, guys like that really shouldn't be driving around by himself like that anyway, you know? Anyway. Good so. gosh. All right. Well, uh, this was kind of funny. Um, so P PETA is selling now a Pete Davidson Halloween costume. Following his explicit voicemail that he left to PETA, where he was basically cussing him out for uh, kind of blowing him up. So did you hear about this whole story when it no, happened? No, no, no. I got to see this. So here's a picture of him and his girlfriend and the dog they adopt, right? And apparently it was bought at a puppy mill and ended up dying early, like uh, because of genetic stuff and all this oh, different yeah. things like this, right? Well, according to US Weekly, PETA has released this costume inspired by the voicemail that he left them earlier this year. The voicemail came in response to criticism from the organization after they questioned why he bought his new dog from a pet store instead of adopting. The costume features a mask of him <laughs> wearing a hat that reads an expletive and a hoodie that reads, I should have adopted. And it comes with a dog that says, Shelter Dogs Shelter Rule. Dogs. And I kind of like the costume. It's kind of funny, but um, I don't know. What do you think of that? It's, it's this whole, I, I, I'm a proponent of um, 
getting uh, adopted dogs and shelter dogs, but at the same time, he was making the excuse that she she has allergies and she's allergic to most dogs. Then people were like, well, maybe you shouldn't get a dog instead of buying this designer dog. And, and then PETA chimed in that hypoallergenic dogs are a myth, yeah. that it's, it's not actually a thing, that uh, hypoallergenic dogs don't exist, and all pets have dander and, and shed and all these different things. So. You just got to clean up. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm definitely a proponent of uh, adopting dogs, and I think this is kind of a funny way of them kind of getting back at them for uh, for trying to blow them up on it. So, Yeah, I mean, I, we've adopted two dogs, and we just got one a little while ago, and he's he's a sweetheart. Yeah. He's a nice, nice Adopt, guy. definitely, guys, if, you, if as, you have the he's choice. He's old as dirt. <laughs> you hear about the Wall of China getting uh, irreversibly damaged? No. Yeah, th- these guys are standing on this thing uh, that apparently this excavator thing like came through. What oh was it? Oh my gosh! Yeah, this um, two people have been arrested, alleging uh, tearing a giant hole through the Great Wall of China <laughs> with an excavator. Oh my gosh! Likely causing irreversible damage, just so they could pass through it while working there. So like, it's part of you know they were trying to like get through to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> the damage was found late last month in a section known as the 32nd Great Wall. Only one of the only, or excuse me, one of the only surviving sections dating back to the Ming Dynasty. Wow. From 1368 to 1644. Officials believe heavy machinery was used to open a gap in the UNESCO World Heritage Site, damaging it beyond repair. The investigation led to the arrest of two suspects, a 38-year-old man with the surname Zhang, and a 55-year-old woman with the last name Wang, the Shanxi Cultural Relics Bureau said. They were said to be construction workers who widened a gap in the wall to create a shortcut to pass through. Isn't that crazy? So so the construction workers got in trouble. They did. Not the uh, not the, the company that That is a good point. It. Oh, no, yeah, blame them. It's their fault. Right? That's because exactly, like, you get a situation where they tell you to do it. Like, you're like, oh, Yeah, okay, they, like, phone it, it, phone it yeah, into headquarters. It. Like, hey, yeah, go ahead. If you can do it, go ahead. Good gosh. Crazy, huh? I took a little chunk of the Great Wall. Did you? Yeah. When did you and visit it? a little it? chunk of the Forbidden City. <laughs> when did you visit them? Uh, 2006. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, you know, here it's on the podcast. The so next time I go back, here, <laughs> you're gonna be, get arrested. you'll be awaiting. Yeah, they're gonna, hey, but I'm a Maoist. Yep. <laughs> All right, last uh, thing of the of the week here. We're gonna finish out with this story. We'll watch a little bit of a video. The Burning Man Festival floods, traffic, and mayhem. Have you heard about all this stuff? I, I did. I did hear a little bit about this. All right. Well, let's watch a little bit of uh, some video um, of the uh, Burning Man stuff here for everybody out there that wants to watch it. Watch it on our uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com, at Rock News Weekly, twitch.tv slash Rock News Weekly. Here it is. Check it out. Team situation in the Nevada desert. This is new CNN drone video of people who came for the normally sun-soaked Burning Man Festival, but extreme weather intervened. Uh, this video taken just a short time ago as uh, the revelers were making their way out of the Black Rock Desert in Nevada. A storm dumped two or three months worth of rain in just 24 hours. One death during the downpour is being investigated. Fluffers. Attendees have been bogged down in thick, ankle-deep mud, making driving impossible, walking a slog. We're being told to conserve water, food, and fuel, uh, but things are slowly improving. Earlier, I spoke to one woman stranded there and asked her about the conditions. 
Um, well, here's what it looks like on your feet. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> Good gosh. Wet, everything's muddy. But every, all of our spirits are really high, like the previous person said. We're all kind of coming together in the community, making sure, you know, we all get packed up and break down camp safely. Everybody's eating. Everybody's got water. Everything is pretty good. CNN's Camila Bernal joins us now. Uh, Camila, I, I was just amazed. You probably couldn't see the video from where you're standing, but as I was talking to this woman, she picked up her foot and she showed what looked like two or three inches of thick mud st stuck to the bottom of her shoe. And I guess this is what people were dealing with in the middle of all this, but I guess uh, things are improving somewhat. Give us the latest. Well, Jim, it's still really messy, and I don't have to see the video because there were so many people that I saw here walking out of the playa. Just to give you some perspective of where I am, the playa is right here behind me, and so the festival is only just a couple of miles from where I am. So throughout the day, I saw dozens and dozens of people with those cakey shoes with mud all look at some of the. Let's look at this traffic nightmare fiasco right now, too. Like, look at look at the view some of these imagine having like a rental motorhome rental u-haul trailer some of these guys out there and it's just this big giant mud pit when i saw i don't know if it's further back or down the road but i saw one video where there was like drone footage and they had to drive through you know it looked like a good foot or two of water yeah and a lot of cars i don't know if you make it through that isn't that crazy man and then a lot of these things with burning man is like you need to bring all your own supplies this is the type of festival where it's not like you can buy water you can't buy drinks there's no store there's nothing out there there's no cell service there's nothing so you come the idea is is that you're supposed to pack up everything with you when you leave too right and that was the thing that did not happen this year uh, well, apparently left. everybody left a, a ton of trash there because it was everybody was overwhelmed it was like so had a lot of the festival already happened and yes then the rain exactly well the rain kind of yeah the festival goes for about a week and then okay. the rain came around the weekend time and pushed the the time where they actually do the burning of the man uh back to monday Normally, so did they get to burn him they did okay so they actually got to do that and then everybody started taking off on tuesday and apparently they were taking off all the way up until friday uh, it was like a four-day thing for people to get out of there. So Burning Man is also music, <clears throat> or just yeah, just like electronic music? Tense with like rising. It's not music bodies. focused. Yeah, okay. it's not meant to be like you go there for the music. There are DJs there, very well-known DJs like Diplo. Diplo, I heard you. Diplo yeah, that was there. That famous video of him with Chris Rock, right, getting yeah. in the back of a truck uh, from uh, some strangers getting out of there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of famous music musicians that do go, mostly all electronic music uh, that happens out there. But no, that's not really the main focus of it. It's the art installations. It's going out and seeing all that stuff out there and just kind of the overall party vibe. Um, but it's the idea, too, that there is no money being exchanged out there. There's no currency. Everything's on a barter system. Yeah. It's meant to be that they create their own kind of world out there. Uh, and it kind of got all messed up this year with a lot of uh, stuff like this happening. People kind of losing their cool, trash being left behind. Uh, left behind, excuse me, they're saying large amounts of trash into Reno and points beyond. The mess this year was worse. It says, quote, this year is a little different. There are numerous vehicles strewn all throughout the playa. Um, the playa is normally dusty desert. 
but now it's just this big muddy uh big muddy mess and so it's once in a 150 year storm they said too um which is kind of crazy right here's a picture of this yeah that's like the picture i saw there's a picture of the um overall looks like eight ten lane traffic going in and out of the festival uh backed up for miles so pretty crazy now, you know? did you hear the other the other thing uh that the fake news about Ebola. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they said there was a fake fake news about Ebola and also fire tornadoes. I I listened to the podcast <laughs> of the guy who made the who made, made up that, that claim. It's <laughs> the funniest thing. Oh my god. So I mean, was it made up purposely to troll? Or yeah. yeah it, oh yeah. He was just he he had a little bit of extra time. He was reading a boring book, and so he just went on X and posted a completely false statement. And since now X, they don't. They moderate yeah. anything and so people picked it up and ran with ran it. with it and he laughed the whole time that's like his that's his whole thing he loves doing that kind of stuff so that's great well it worked and uh definitely got some traction for a while so um kind of a mess man hopefully they can figure it all out who knows Dang what's going to happen for I wonder next if year jeff man. bezos got stuck in there or like uh he was supposedly out there before yeah so. yeah who knows man all right that's it for us this week guys make sure you tune in every week rocknewsweekly.com on our YouTube channel to catch up, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. Same thing with our Twitch. Watch us live on Sundays, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Have a good rest of your week, guys, and we'll catch you guys next time. All right? Have a good one. Peace. See you later.